Good morning! It is Tuesday, November 3rd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Every day, Monday through Friday, we gather around the Word of God in order to spend time with our God. We exist to help people form a habit of daily time in Scripture and prayer by taking time each day to do exactly that. We understand that our days can get ahead of us, and the busyness can take over quickly if we let it. That's where we come in. We look at a passage of God's Word, we pray, and we meditate on what we've read. And our goal is to leave all of us something to meditate on throughout the rest of the day when we leave. So let's do that now. I'll read today's passage and pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Daniel chapter 5, verses 5 through 12. Immediately, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, opposite the lampstand, and the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's color changed and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way and his knees knocked together. The king called loudly to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the astrologers. The king declared to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck and should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king the interpretation. And then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed, and his color changed, and his lords were perplexed. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall, and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your colors change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, and King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. Because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Okay, let's pray together this morning. Good morning, Father. Here the weather is really changing. We had a bit of snow for the first time yesterday, and we are reminded of two things. How creative you are, O oh God, and how unchanging you are. While the seasons change, and the days throw a million changes our way, your word is steadfast, and so are you. We rest today, knowing how unchanging you are, and rejoice that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as we come to your unchanging word today, illuminate us by your Spirit to see what needs to be seen in your word. Amen. Today's passage is probably the least known of the best known stories of the book of Daniel. Surely everyone has heard the phrase, you can see the handwriting on the wall. And it means that all the signs of what was about to happen next were apparent and we could all tell what was going to happen. So in our passage today, we see the scene where this phrase comes from. Belshazzar is partying. He's definitely drunk and he's probably naked among the other thousand drunk and probably naked lords. And our passage says that immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall in the king's palace. 
And it's no surprise that the text says that Belshazzar actually changed color out of terror. And once again, the king of Babylon was filled with alarm. In a scene of deja vu, the king screams for the Chaldeans, the enchanters, the astrologers, the wise men, all to come and tell him what in the world the hand had written on the wall and to tell them what their interpretation was. Talk about a way to kill a party. Of course, none of them could read what was written, but luckily, the king knew about Daniel and what he had done multiple times in the past. And she reminded Belshazzar of what Daniel could do. You know, as an aside, this is the third time that the smartest, most intellectually capable men in all of the empire of Babylon proved totally useless. And I wonder how many strikes these guys get before they are just sent to work in the market or something. But either way, the faithfulness of Daniel and his youth is once again the measure by which he is asked to be faithful once again. Nebuchadnezzar is dead, but the reputation and the witnesses to what God has done through Daniel are still around. And luckily for Belshazzar, one of those witnesses, the queen, knows Daniel can help. As we go today, let's meditate on this. That's something Daniel did in his youth. Some of the commentators estimate that at this point in our story, Daniel is probably around 80 years old, and he's no longer a spring chicken. But Daniel, still faithful, is remembered for his devotion and faithfulness decades earlier. We never know. We never know what words or works we do for the Lord will be a seed that will take decades to blossom. All that is asked of us is that we just be faithful and obedient like Daniel. I still consider myself a pretty young guy, and it's hard for me to wrap my mind around being patient for 30 years or so to see the fruit of faithfulness and labor bear its fruit. But that is at least how long Daniel has been waiting around to be called again in our story today. My friends, does the reality of the Christian life, that this is an eternal endeavor, and in a world where we simply need to click an app to see where all our friends are, and we get immediate information and reward, in that sort of world, are we prepared to be patient for sometimes decades for God to do His work? Let me close us in prayer today. Lord, thank you for this passage in Daniel. To see how you just intervene in the craziest circumstances. To make your power known right in the face of the king of the most powerful empire on the face of the earth. Lord, you are sovereign, and this book just declares it over and over and over again. And oh Lord, don't we need to hear it, especially us who live in the United States. Today is a wild day for us. God, we know that you're sovereign, even over this election. And as we've seen in Daniel, it can't be a coincidence that we've landed on these passages at this time in what's going on in our political atmosphere that you are the one who establishes kings, puts kings in charge of kingdoms, presidents inside of a White House. Lord, we praise you that we do not worship the president of the White House, but instead the God of heaven who sits on his golden throne and puts people wherever he sees fit, just like Daniel has shown us multiple times in this book. God, we praise you for the example that Daniel is to us once again of faithfulness. Lord, it's hard for us to see what we're going to do for lunch today, much less going to 
understand how you will work in our lives to do something 30 years from now. So God, help us to slow down. Help us to be patient. Help us to see your eternal plan at work. And God, help us to remain faithful and obedient to what you have called us to do. We pray all of these things in your son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.